Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. episode <laughs> uh, listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network my name is Clive and I am joined by my partner in crime uh, Mr Ricky how are you this evening Ricky doing well um, finally getting rid of the flu still have the hay fever I make off now and then but That's all right. I finally, finally managed to make it to work today were you off for a couple of days? I was, I was stuck in my bed. Oh dear. On Monday, the, the good wife took the kids out all day so I could get some rest. And then yesterday, my mother took care of them for pretty much the entire day while I just kind of lay in bed again. You must be completely up to date with all the wrestling then, every single minute? Nope. Oh, Although I did tell Jeremy and Josh that I'm going to, start, I'm going to watch the G1. I started earlier on, on the way home from the train. Uh, I've watched the first two matches. So I will catch up, but no, I, I never had the energy to do anything these last few days. This could be a wee segment for the coming weeks. A wee G1 update from Ricky. Perhaps it, uh, it's going to be a slog, but I've liked the first. Well, I liked the first match, but yeah, like I say, I'm going to I'm going to watch it definitely. Good for you. Well done. You can be the representative uh, New Japan fan on here. That's fine, and then we'll give Keeping It Strong style a run for their money. <laughs> Keeping It Scotch style? Bring that back. <laughs> and you can be referred to as the other guy on my, on my podcast. <laughs> Aye, the other guy. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> the other guy's guy. Poor Josh. So, we have an action-packed episode tonight. We have, as well as the quiz, we will have a live draw of the semi-finalists of the Quiz Time Invitational that we've been running last week. We had Rab Ropes join the semi-finalists. He joins Joshua, correct? Yes. Rance Morris and Sir Sam. So later on in the show we'll do a wee live draw and once that's up and running we'll get some organisation sorted with those guys. Before that, we will touch on some listeners' questions that Ricky asked you for earlier on tonight. A few that have popped up on Twitter so far, so I'm looking forward to getting through them. But first of all, there is a, a pay-per-view coming up this mon- eh, Monday. Technically, it could be by the time we watch it. Yes, it's Monday. Well, it is Monday technically for us. It is. Uh, so yes, I am 100% correct with what I am saying. But that pay-per-view is Extreme Rules. 
I, I asked Ricky earlier on how he was excited, how excited he was for the Extreme Rules, and his answer was. I genuinely can't remember what I said, but I don't think I was that excited. So you basically said you've not got much to say. I say that, but I always have something to say. Oh, I I know that. But, so, what I was thinking we could do this week is, if you've not got much to say about Extreme Rules, imagine that you are disheartened entirely, and I'm going to big up the the whole card in a short preview of pay-per-view, the pay-per-view coming up, only on the WWE Network for just 13 dollars approximately in the UK yes because remember we pay more than yours yep uh, so thanks for that Vince I'll go through the card I'll tell you some stuff that's happening with each of them and you can decide at the end if I have done my job in promoting the pay per view and I'll get my shell money right yep cool First match of the Wikipedia page. I'm not going to do it in match order because we don't know what the order of the matches will be. Wikipedia has first Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, both champions of their respective brands, versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. And a last chance, winners take all, mixed tag team... Oh my God, this is the longest title ever. Last chance, winners take all, mixed tag team extreme rules match for both the WWE Universal Championship and the Raw Women's Championship. Now, I am actually quite excited for this one for a number of reasons. Are you are you compelled yet? <laughs> oh, yes. Obviously, there is the unknown, the sort of anything could happen with this one because all it will take is one pinfall and both titles could end up on Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans' shoulders so there is that element to it a bit of surprise so I can imagine there will be some near fall finishes that will have us catching our breath now and again I did not see the Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis match from last week but I did make sure to watch Rollins and Lynch versus Andrade and Selena Vega this week and it was good. I enjoyed it for what they could do, despite the the limitations that the intergender tag team wrestling in WWE offers. They were able to bypass those uh, thingies, those limitations. Put on as you would expect from those at least three or four, of, three of those four. Good transitioning, good wrestling, good story being told. Lynch got a bit of damage done from Andrade by accident that set the, the fire alight so to speak and it all came to a head with a nice Seth Rollins curb stomp so it was enjoyable you've got um, I've not got anything else to add to that one I'm sure I sold it very well <laughs> moving on uh, The Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane Wait, so I'll just chime in whenever I feel like chiming in okay my issue with this is that I'm just not a big Baron Corbin fan. My issue with watching this match is because I'm only watching it in hope that Corbin doesn't win. And I don't want I don't want the people to say, well, that's a good heel. I understand when people say stuff like that, but for me, I'm tuning in to make sure he doesn't watch it because I'm already kind of running like on a pay-per-view to pay-per-view kind of thing where for a long time now I wouldn't watch Raw I just kind of read the results and I'll pick and choose certain things that I'll watch 
So I can literally skim through Raw within about 30-45 minutes at most, at the absolute most. So my issue with this match, like I say, is, is that it's fear that Corbin may win, but it's not because he's a heel, it's because I just don't think he's that great. Um, I don't think Seth's title run so far has been that great outside of the AJ's thing. Um, so that's where I come down on it. I'm just not a massive Baron Corbin fan. Um, and I understand like the winner takes all kind of thing. That's what makes it somewhat exciting along, alongside, along with the Extreme Rules type of match. I will say this, Baron Corbin does seem to um, have, he's not exactly a, a Melcher star hunter, but when it comes to multi-man matches, multi-person matches in this instance, it does seem to shine. It does seem to do well when there's more than two people in the ring and it's an Extreme Rules match so you can expect some sort of weaponry involved. That's yeah, a couple no, of things I, that could make the match more entertaining for you than just hoping that he doesn't win. Definitely, definitely. Like I said, I will be watching it. I'll be watching every match. Like I might not be a fan of certain matches but I will I will give most matches a chance and I'll give this I'll give this a chance what what I think would make it even more exciting and it's not something you see very often is if it was a tornado tag match all four in the ring at the same time I think that would that would be would give you a chance to be a little bit more creative it would also um, make the near falls a little bit more special because the two women could be outside the ring with the men in the ring and the women can't come in and save them because they're too preoccupied with each other as opposed to standing on the apron or vice versa. Won't Extreme Rules um, stipulation mean they can just do whatever they want? They can do whatever they want, but I, you just know it's still going to be set up like a standard tag match when you tag in and oh, out. Right, right, I know what you mean now, right. So therefore, well, why should I bother tagging in if it's an Extreme Rules match? Mm-hmm. You know? I would, like I say, um, I don't, I, honestly, I don't know how I'd feel if Barn Corbin and Lacey Evans win. I guess it'll be one of those ones where I need to wait and see on the night. Um, because I've kind of went one way with my reaction in certain matches, not really, and every time I didn't think I would react like that. Charlotte Foley win at SummerSlam last year was the most notable one. Um, like I say, the match itself, like the, the extreme rules set up, and then just like I say, the fact that anyone can get pinned in those titles makes it will make it somewhat exciting. I'm just, like I say, I'm just not a big Baron Corbin fan, but like, like I say, like if he puts in a good show, you know we give them credit. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to dump on people just for the sake of dumping on people. If I if I genuinely not a fan of someone, I feel like there's a legitimate reason for it. I'm not just kind of following the herd. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next match that I have I will be dumping on one of them because we have The Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a no holds barred tag match Quick question, why do you have it in brackets 19, 20, 21? This was just copy and pasted off Wikipedia, I've got no oh, clue right, okay. why that's there uh, So it's reference points or something, God knows Undertaker is done. I don't care how many times he's able to do one last choke slam and stuff. He showed he's in a bad, bad way at Super Showdown. I don't think maybe because it's no holds barred and you've got two other guys who can wrestle and are very athletic, and you've got Shane who seems to be powered by cocaine itself. So it still will be an energetic match, but Undertaker is just nasty in it. The 
Shane, Shane will be lining up that coke right before that match. He will he'll snort it off the top rope as he does a coast to coast. That's it. it just he's not even going to light take. It's not even going to put out proper lines. He's just going to pull the bag out and stick his head in it. <laughs> uh, interesting things about this. You've got the outside factor. That's with- edge. Outsider's Edge, you've got the outside factor of Elias floating about and Elias has been warring with Miz and you also have now Kevin Owens who cut quite the fiery promo on Smackdown last night I'm sure he'll have something to say about the match and he might get involved so for that reason alone to see if they continue the Kevin Owens super push not super push, just that he's red hot, white hot at the moment so hopefully that turns into something Next up is Kofi Kingston. Yeah, so, like I said, sorry, I'll end up cutting you off a couple of times, sorry. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, you could throw it to me and say if I have anything to say about this match. I did say this segment would take ten minutes. Um, two of these guys can go. The other one, Shane, like, isn't bad in a ring, right? For what he is and where he was come from, he's, 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 decent, he's decent enough. Like you, you know what you're kind of going to get with him, just in the sense that you don't need to expect like a wrestling clinic. No, that's not saying I want to see Shane wrestle. I don't. I'm one of the biggest Taker marks you'll see. Taker can't go at all, and if you're going to put Undertaker in any type of match, you don't put him in the ring with someone like a Drew and a and a and Shane. If you put Taker in with anyone, you put him in with the likes of Kofi or Daniel Bryan. Or Ricochet, AJ Styles, Seth, guys that will kind of like can fly around for him. But even now, like he's not capable of putting on decent enough matches. Those kind of guys. Um, I will say when Taker did come back a few weeks back, I did genuinely I legit pop for that because it was genuinely out of the blue and surprising. Um, yeah, not too much to add. Like, like I, said, I suppose the the no holds barred rules will kind of help Taker in a sense, but uh, I'm not. I don't need to see Taker and Shane wrestle in 2019. Correct answer. 10 points to Gryffindor. Well done. Will I move on? 10 points to what? Gryffindor. It's a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> Didn't watch Harry Potter. No, okay. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship belt strap title. Just a straightforward singles match as far as I'm aware, but the energy that Samoa Joe, the tenacity that he brings to matches... Uh, I don't think it's going to need any stipulation at all. I can't really see anything past the Kofi Kingston win here. I think it's going to continue. We do have the Paul Heyman threatened that Brock Lesnar will come down at Extreme Rules, which I've forgotten about, so there is that to think about as well. But the match itself, Kofi Kingston, maybe the Dolph Ziggler stuff aside, he's been on fire the last few months, and I'm sure it will continue by a, a valiant victory over... The other Samoan Joe. Yeah, even the Dolph stuff was fine. Like we said about, we said this a couple weeks ago that Most Kofi's title that cage match was dire. Oh, that was that was ridiculous. Like we said at the time, if they just done a SmackDown match on a pay per view, then it would have been great. Um, we said a couple weeks ago that Kofi's title reign has been sensational, from his pay per view matches to just his SmackDown Raw matches. Um, and yeah, what you said about Joe, even though Joe's not got a history of winning big feuds. Like it still feels like a big time, big time fight when Small Joe's in the match. He, like he said he brings that energy, brings brings the tenacity, brings the fight. I I also agree it should be a Kofi win. 
Um, I'd be very surprised if Joe wins here. But yeah, this this probably will be the match of the night, I think. Although Ooh. I've got a, a sneaky other one that I think could be possibly match of the night. I think there's a few contenders for match of the night, to be honest with you, on paper. Uh, no, I, think, uh, I think the one I'm going to say, I'm not sure if you'll agree with it, but... Go for it. I think it'll be Alistair Blank Cesaro. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> However, I am aware that that's one of the questions for tonight, so will we just skip that? Um, yeah. See, what to do is, since you're in charge of the questions, if there is any question pertaining to Extreme Rules, uh, just keep it for then. Just tell me, right? Yeah, that's fine. I think, to be honest, I think that was the only one. Um, um, we'll tie in, because we're about to touch up, talk about 205. Mm-hmm. We'll tie in this one of these questions. Right, so leave that. So, so well. Yeah, we'll leave a two hundred five one. Okay. Uh, Bailey, Pamela Martinez herself versus Lexi Kaufman and uh, Nikki Glenross. Glencross, I think that's her real name. <laughs> Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a handicap match for the SmackDown Women's Title. I've actually quite enjoyed this wee story that's been going on purely because our compatriot Nikki Cross uh, has been. Picking up wins left, right and centre. She's a very awkward character, but I think that's what she's supposed to be playing. It seems to be working. It seems to be garnering sympathy. And uh, good positive vibes from the crowd. Bailey elbow-dropped Nikki Cross a week or so ago and was getting booed from it. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic, especially in this Philadelphia crowd, who I imagine might not be too kind to Bailey. Uh, interesting thing about this match is that a lot of people seem to think this has opened the door for the return of Sasha Banks. Do you think that's a possibility? Shout out to Rob. I agree. I think Sasha comes back on Sunday after Bailey wins. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of like Nikki Cross and Alexa maybe beating her down and Sasha comes down to make the save and then she has bank statement on her um, or some sort of attacks her with something or one way or another. Uh, I've got no real evidence to base this on. I'm just kind of hoping Rob's right. <laughs> um, because it, it would be perfect for SummerSlam. Yes. It's about 10 years too late. But it's go, that's going to be... If this does happen, then yeah, that'll be excellent. But for me, Bailey has to win. Mm-hmm. Um because you could because you can you could then go Bailey Nikki Cross, but I think most logically, if say Sasha doesn't come back, you could go move Bailey onto someone else, and you can go Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross. So you could possibly have Alexa and Nikki Cross win because Sasha comes down and costs Bailey the match. So you've got Sasha and Bailey heading into SummerSlam and Bliss and Cross for the title. I'd rather Sasha Bailey had the title on the line at SummerSlam. That's fair enough. I would I wouldn't mind either way. I think there's enough. Um, personal story between those two that they don't need a title for it uh, I don't think they do either but it would be nice to kind of see because you could you could play into the fact that Sasha left took her ball went home so so to say and Bailey could be like I went on I win this I done that without you and then it could have to quote to quote Dolph Ziggler you could always Sasha could come across like it should have been me kind of thing and Bailey could retort with a well you left you abandoned me kind of thing um, mm-hmm. but yeah like you said it doesn't need the, the title on the line I just I think the title sometimes adds to the match and I think 
I would like to see the title not in this match. Um, well, we're bigging up something that might not even happen, so... Oh, definitely. Uh, next up, I'll skip one because that will be touched on later. We have um, the Planeteers versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery. I'm very much looking forward to this one because I thought the Planeteers and Heavy Machinery had put on a, an absolutely, absolutely brilliant match at Stomping Grounds. Otis and Tucker have looked, they've been presented very well, very strongly. Uh, the pairing of Biggie and Xavier Woods is actually my favourite out of whenever. You've, like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean Kofi's doing his yep. stuff but when Biggie and Xavier Woods wrestled that big long series against the Usos at the tail end of 2017 I just think they've got a better chemistry together so those three teams uh, it might not be a serious outfit of people but I think the story that Daniel Bryan's doing with uh, trying to revamp the tag team scene I think it's doing well just now and I'm quite excited about it couple of good tag team matches this night actually. Oh definitely, definitely the two of them are going to be really good um, I'm, I'm ready though for Daniel Bryan to drop the tag titles um, Oh I could keep this going for a while Oh I, I, I agree but I would also wouldn't mind him seeing as a singles guy again, I would actually like to see Daniel Bryan versus Finn for the IC title Um I think that's a match we could get hopefully maybe down the line Possibly, um, maybe uh, the, I'm sure that the next SummerSlam or something it would be Nakamura and Finn for the IC title I think that's what probably that could be heading maybe but I would like I say I think it, Daniel Bryan's done great with tag team titles and that's it I don't want I don't want to seem like I'm knocking the tag division Daniel Bryan's just too great to be in a tag team though um, I, I, I think I, I think from like January through to April, especially kind of February, March April, to April time, you just saw how great Daniel Bryan's a singles guy is. If there was anyone who's had a better first six months uh, in WWE than Kofi Kingston this year, it's Daniel Bryan. Oh, they're kind of neck and neck, and there's, I think was probably no disputing that. Yeah, I think, the only, I think the thing that I would probably give Kofi the edge, if you take away, like, the kind of, uh, not so much that you can, but, like, the significance of Kofi winning, if you just base it purely on what you see on Raw and SmackDown, yeah, I would say Kofi's, what he's done since winning the title probably edges on my head, just because some of the matches he's had. Um, but it, it is neck and neck for, for like, in-ring quality work between, the, I think, the two of them. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with Daniel Bryan where he is at the moment. I think it's working well. It's got me invested in the tag team scene. Uh, and over on the the red brand, there is the revival versus the Usos for the Raw tag team titles. Been, I don't even know when this was announced. Uh, Monday night. Look, and what build have we had to this? Well, we've been on and off fighting against each other for weeks and months. I know, but I've not really seen if we saw anything in the last few weeks. Well. You can't say I've not. I don't know what the build is then. If you've not been watching it, that's what I'm saying. What is the build to it? Just that they've been involved with each other. <laughs> what more do you want me to say? Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. That'll do, lad. Get to your bed. I mean, the match itself is going to be 
I don't. Pretty good. This doesn't. I'm just. Any... It's just kind of sucks. It's probably going to be on the pre-show. Probably. There has been six ta- six man tag action with these guys. It was reignited when Roman Reigns and the Usos took on the Revival and. Oh, I can't remember right now. So that's when it started up again. But fe- oh, it was a couple of weeks ago. This one, I don't really like. I don't need a story for this one. Oh, neither do I. It'd be nice if there was a, a properly, yeah, a proper good build to it. Um, this is um, this is the time we will finally see that the revival are infinitely better than the Usos in the tag team world. Oh, wow, that's a statement. You can you can take that to the bank. I live by that. I mean, whether whether people disagree or agree, that's their opinion. But infinitely better than Usos. <laughs> like. That's a statement. Feel free to um, soundbite that for a ringtone, ladies and gents. That's a statement. Right, next up we have... It might not be the match of the night, but I think it's going to be a blast. Pun not... Quite literally. Pun not intended. (laughs) um, Braun Strowman versus Robert Lashley. Last man standing match. Oh! Well, well, well. (laughs) Someone may die. <clears throat> that's, um, that's going to be brutal. Something's going to happen, like something crazy is going to happen. Um, it's not going to be a, a wrestling clinic, I like to say. No, it's just not. not at all. It is going to be two big boys just hitting one another. Um, yep. I think everyone can kind of get excited about that aspect of oh things. Why? I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to the cartoon challenge of it all. I don't need depth of character. I don't need intricate storylines. I just want yep. to see two big burly blokes batter each other. That's yeah. it. Put it perfectly. I don't need. Don't need a storyline. I don't need to see beautiful wrestling. I don't need to see um, great transitions. I like you said. I literally just want to see two big men just lump one another around the ring. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I'm interested to see what what they're going to do because they're going to have something planned after the the stage thing a couple weeks ago or last week. Um, I said it's just it is like look, people are going to turn around and say whatever they want about the match. I mean. It is what it is. <laughs> just sit back, get the popcorn out, and enjoy That's yourself. It. It's just going to be controlled chaos. Organised chaos. That's the yep. that's the catchphrase. See, um, see, one thing that I've got that I like about this this card. It's a Philly crowd, uh, and they're just going to have ball. A lot of the matches are hardcore stipulations, so it's going to be quite a carnage filled night. Hell to, I mean, hell to the yeah. The pay per view is called Extreme Rules, so it should be just chaos from the get go. Mm-hmm. The this match is also a contender for match of the night. Um, Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the US title. No stipulation here, but AJ Styles is that a question in the Twitter? No. No. So AJ Styles heel turn last week. I wouldn't say it was exactly 
a thousand percent necessary, but it's more than welcome. It gives the club something to do. It, AJ Styles has got that name pedigree that instantly working alongside Ricochet puts Ricochet up in a spotlight on an elevated podium, whatever the metaphor is. Ricochet has been on a, a mini push of sorts and he's doing well for himself. He's getting over with the crowd. And he's getting, uh, AJ Styles is getting booed for picking on Ricochet. I think this is going to be a good match and hopefully it does continue. I want to see this feud continue up until SummerSlam at the very least. So, <clears throat> you said maybe it was an unnecessary turn. I think it was... I wouldn't say it was necessary or needed, but it, it's nice to see because he's on, been a face for on. so long now. It's not like... His character wasn't dead in the water or anything like that. It's just, it was good. It was, it's something different. I was thinking that... Um, face AJ Styles, if he's not in the main event scene, you're kind of looking at it and saying, mm, what are we going to do with him, if you know what I mean? It sounds daft, but as a heel, a heel AJ... I think I accept him more in the mid-card than I would if it was a face, because as a face, you're just kind of thinking, this is AJ Styles, like, he should be in the main event. Like, I just think that's just that kind of different mentality you have towards him. I think it was nice to see they've turned him heel. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a great heel. Um, Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> uh, fresh matchups. I know a lot of people say the heels and faces persona, etc. doesn't exist, but it's still fresh match-up, matchups um, as a heel. Um, it gives Gallows and Anderson something to do and when those three were together in AJ's initial run with them to a few years back it was it was good to see I think AJ wins I think there's kind of a bit of cheating going on uh-huh. and then that will kind of lead to the SummerSlam rematch ladder match it, who knows um It'll be a really good match. I've enjoyed the first two matches. Uh huh. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, Ricochet's doing well for himself, I think. Definitely, definitely. I think, like, I may have seemed like I'm negative towards WWE or the main roster stuff in general, but breaking it down outside of the first two matches we discussed, I don't have anything negative to say, really. Yeah. Um, and my only negative, like I say, about the main event was I just don't want Bald Corbin to win the title because he's not a fan. And I don't think anyone wants to see Taker wrestle in 2019, but I know we're kind of getting towards which is probably my most favourite match. Um, overall, that's a pretty good... That's, that's a pretty damn good card, I must admit. It is, it is. A to- a it's a really good... See, if you just look at it properly, you just kind of... And you think what could happen and what the mm-hmm. builds have been for most of them. There's there's a lot to love. So have I, although we've not touched on all of them yet, has there been enough to th- make you get hyped? Mojo Rawley style for ex- Extreme Rules? I wouldn't say I'm, I'm like, hyped. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by a number of these matches. I think, I would say, straight out of the gate, looking at the card, six, six matches out of ten, I'm like, right, looking forward to watching those. Um, and then the seventh being Strowman and Lashley, I'm just like, right, <laughs> let the chaos begin. I'm, um, I'm uh, heavily excited for it. I'll be doing 
press ups and squats while I'm watching it, I'll be pumped. Yeah, and like I say, there's just minor things that kind of get to me. Um, but overall, it's a it's going to be it should be a pretty pretty fun night of wrestling. I must admit. Good, good stuff. Um, right. The rest of the matches that we haven't touched on are part of the Twitter listener questions. So, Ricky, the floor is yours. You are the the host with the most. Right, so... We'll start off. Carl gave me a question. Just going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says, Why is Kevin Owens the greatest overall performer in the world? <clears throat> we can say whatever we want here, but Carl's not going to listen to us. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say is I'm going to, I'm going to tweak that slightly <clears throat> I think I would say can Kevin, Kevin Owens get over as a babyface I think we've touched on this before mm-hmm. I think he'd be an outstanding face um, he's obviously got the promo skills he's got the wrestling ability blah 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 but if you just dig into who he is family man wife kids like cares about his friends etc you see him um, some of the th- like documentaries and stuff we've seen especially when he first won the universal title and Sami Zayn was first one to hug him and, and you Kevin Owens turn around and says this is ours this is for us so like for me he could become like a big time face and in terms of like saying why is he the greatest overall performer in the world like he He's almost flawless. See, I was my answer was going to be quite quick in that if we used Bret Hart's model, where you mark out of ten for wrestling ability, uh, character ability, character slash make work ability and physique. All right, Kevin Owens has um, doesn't exactly have a shoot fighter physique, but he's still got a look about him. He's still got a dominating presence. So you're talking an eight there. And easily nines at the very least for both mic work and wrestling skills, so that's like, why he's one of the best performers in the world. When when Rance, the guys outside of the did ran that poll, remember? Um, they uh-huh. did a poll and they answered all those questions in terms of like, it was like character and ring ring and mic work, etc, etc. I gave Owens Aye. all eights and nines. I may, have gave, I may have given him all nines, to be honest. Aye, he got highly scored. He was very, very high on my card. I think, I can't remember who, I had Charlotte, and I feel like I had Sammy as my top two. Um, but Owens, and, and see when people talk about physiques, let me just point out a few things. <laughs> um, Anthony Joshua is an 18 stone brick house. Brick shithouse, right? Was just knocked out by a guy who looks like he feeds on nothing but pints of beer and pies. I think that's what kind of makes Owens unique, is the fact that he doesn't have this beautiful sculpted body and he's still able to do the things he's able to do. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, makes him look more unique and makes him look more just like your average guy in the street. Like, I feel like when people look at someone like Kevin Rhodes, like, well, look at him, he doesn't look like a star, he doesn't look like a wrestler, but look what he's still able to do. And then you look at yourself and you're like, well, I'm not, like some people might look at body-wise or shape-wise, I'm not that different, so why can't I do it kind of thing? Uh-huh. So he doesn't look like a superhero, doesn't look unrealistic what he's done. 
people can like attain it if people can get to that level. He's up there. He's definitely up there. Without a doubt. Um, we'll move on. This was from good friend of the show, Kath. Um, so answer the first segment first. Thoughts on the twenty four seven championship and the use of Twitter or social media? Uh, do you want to go first? I mean, phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. Drake Maverick <laughs> runs out with his wife after, on his wedding. He's, he takes her to Orlando for their honeymoon. He posts a photo of them two standing and he's holding the title, but the title's covering his wife's face. Um, EC3's at the hotel room. What is there not to love about it? And then you had like Jinder winning it on a golf uh, course, Jinder then winning it and running onto the aeroplane, and, and if he's sleeping, it, truth, all the stuff that he's done, it's just it's given a lot of mid carders something to do, uh-huh. and you know Drake and um, and Truth have just taken it to another level, and what they've managed to do is they've genuinely got people like caring about it and wanting to see what's happening. See, it's even transcending into all aspects of social media, obviously the success with Twitter and the, the YouTube hits, but uh, R-Truth was on the Asian Christian podcast and they were they started off by saying, are you trying to find Drake on his honeymoon? And mm. R-Truth was saying, hey, listen, no, don't you start your nonsense trying to get some tactics out of him. So even in these shoot interview podcasts, you're having a bit of a laugh talking about the 24-7 title and just how um, it's a feel-good, it's one of those ones... You send links to your pals on WhatsApp and Messenger. You talk to someone saying, did you see that last night? Retweets are plenty. It's a gold mine, a green and gold mine, basically. And I've not got any any um, negatives to say about it at all. Fantastic work. Uh, easily, the, easily the most entertaining aspect in WWE at the moment. Yep. Calf um, also asks... Did Clive get a tan or did he simply bum? Calf, I'll answer this. Clive is white. He burnt. And he's Scottish. And he's ginger. He burns. I need to wear Factor 50 sun cream when I open the fridge. Uh, and it was a tan because I had one freckle left and it just turned the whole skin brown. There we go. This is in reference to a holiday when I was at a beach in Essex, ladies and gentlemen. Very sunny, uh, and I was very frazzled towards the end of the very short hour and a half. <laughs> uh, I don't think you think we had nice weather last week. I can't remember now. I don't think we did. Well, it looked nice down, it looked nice down in Essex. It was. Lovely. I did see your video on Twitter when you were saying... When, you're, when we're driving back up into Scotland. Then I also saw your tweet about the English water and stuff like that as well. Oh, sorry, guys. It's true, it's true. I know we've got some friends in uh, England, but sort your tap water out, please. Dreadful. And your roads. The roads are awful. It, on it, like, see, I'm not joking. It's when you arrive in England, you start to see some of the roads. It's just like, what the fuck? Right. Some drivers just do not care, and you've got sharp left and right turns that are less than 90 degrees coming off of 70 mile an hour roads yep and and also I was in Bradford a few couple of months ago and my lord can you please like 
signpost stuff properly and, and have proper signs. And I'm convinced as well that maybe it's because we have to drive through the entirety of Yorkshire, but it's like a time vortex, and I'm pretty sure Yorkshire is actually bigger than the UK. Uh, Yorkshire, is, it's just because it's A-roads from a lot of the part in Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Um, horrible, horrible. Not so much, not saying the Yorkshire's horrible, I'm talking about the roads in general. A horrible country. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to our English listeners. Aye. Freedom and all that, you know. <laughs> Uh, right. Now this is the one I think we're both wanting to answer. What do you think? It's again from Calf. This is our last question. What do you think about Cesaro versus Black? Personally, this whole thing with Alistair Black locked in the room has been awful. Uh, oh really? Really? Like no. Are you trying to tell me that all those hungry wrestlers are really not going to not going to his door earlier than that? I, I, it may have went on a little too long. Um, but I think the idea behind no one knocking until now is that they wanted Alistair, they wanted to have when he quote unquote debuts or because he's not had a singles match yet is when he does have his singles debuts that they want him to come and have that aura and be like look at no one stepped up nobody wanted any part of Alistair Black so I, I get the meaning behind it. Maybe, like I said, it might have went on a little too long. Um, but I haven't minded it. I haven't minded it at all. Like I said, I think it's all just kind of building Alistair Black's character and, like I said, creating an aura and, and like a, almost like an invincibility around him or a real fear factor. Well, the match itself, I, I don't care. <laughs> there kind of has been a story if you, if you want to be pedantic about it. But... <laughs> If you think this is a match where it's just been thrown together and you've got nothing to be invested about, cast your minds back to SummerSlam 2015. It was in the death spot and it was Cesaro versus Kevin Owens. Hardly any story going into it. Watch it back and come back to me about extreme, this Extreme Rules match. This will be a, a banger. They will kill each other at a thousand miles per hour. It will be hard hitting. I can't wait. It's going to be one of those carnage ones, but it'll be sandwiched into, what, seven, eight minutes? I hope they get more than that. I don't think they need it. Look at Brock Lesnar and Goldberg at WrestleMania. They had I get five. it. I just hope, like, I'm all for them having Alistair Black come in and making a, a big impact, a big impression. I hope it's not a quote-unquote kind of type of squash. Um... I'm hoping to get somewhere between 12 and 15 minutes, if I'm honest. It's a packed um, card, though. I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, like we said, overall, this is my match of the night. This is what I'm really, really looking forward to. Give it to um, me. Sorry, say it again? Give it to me. Like, like you said, people can turn around and say... What is the storyline? How am I going to be invested in, in a like a five-day build? Just go watch an Alistair Black match and just go watch a Cesaro match and, and realise, what? well, they're both are pretty damn good in the ring. All right, OK. Let's just sit back and enjoy what they're going to put on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think this is the start of Alistair Black's meteoric rise, I think, to the main event scene. Oof. You're saying I had um, a statement earlier with the revival. Yeah, but you're... Forget it, we're going back to that. 
I think I feel like the way they've pre- presented Dazzle Black and portrayed that no one's willing to come knock at his door, that they are trying to build him up to have, like I said, an aura and a fear factor and and a, and a lot of credibility. So that was for me. That's what I took from all these promos and how no one was coming mm. knocking, and he, even though he was begging people to come. Yeah, well, that's the thing. People were begging on Twitter to to um, answer. So, and that's the thing, though. But sometimes I like to think that Twitter and what we see on the, on the TV are two different things. I don't think so. I think aye, some of the wrestlers. Um, go into business for themselves and they look a bit silly in the process, Mr Buddy Murphy but uh, there's people out there that want to fight him that, That's true, right? But not on TV that's not what's being portrayed Is there a budgie in your house? No I heard that, is it, is it in your house? Hold on. There might be a bird outside the window. Anyway. Um, well, I've got the window open unless there's a bird. Ah, oh, who knows? Anyway. Um, Thank you, Cathy, for your questions. We talked about birds and Yorkshire, so sorry. <laughs> no, but that last question, Cathy, to put it simple, this is, without a doubt, I think our favourite match of the night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, cannot wait for this one. Uh, right, okay. Now, good friend of the show, Mr. Rob Ropes, Mr. Semi-finalist himself. What? Right, okay. What are your thoughts on the recent rise of two out of three falls matches for television? Does it feel distracted or forced, or does it seem a good way to break the action around adverts? Would you like me to answer since you've not really been watching that much? Yeah, but I mean, I've watched some of these two out of three falls matches and I do have an opinion on it. Go ahead. I think they realised that the two out of three format didn't work exactly, so they have started to change it already by having the likes of, uh, for instance, Ricochet fought Luke Gallows and then AJ decided, no, you can fight Carl Anderson after that. So there, And there was something else that happened, I can't remember exactly what, but it was an interference during a tag match that ended up turning into a six-man tag match as well. So it's not always two out of three falls matches that take place. It seems to be that it's Miz and Elias that are happening all the time, which is a it's it's the use of people that's a problem. Two out of three falls, it's, it was overdone, but I think they're trying to mix it up a bit, which is fine. You had people moaning before that there wasn't enough wrestling on the programmes, and now people are moaning that they're getting more wrestling. So... Fucking, you can't win. Uh, I don't mind it at all. Not a fan of it. Um, the two out of three falls. Not a fan of it one bit. Okay. Um, my reason for that is... It's kind of like the same reason why I don't want to see... gimmick type of matches being run often. Two out of three falls to me kind of suggest that like we can't really separate you guys, or he's are continually going back and forth. So this will be the closing match or the, the last match of your series, and this will determine the kind of winner. Um, like I said, I don't like to see like for instance the Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston steel cage match. 
what was the point in having a steel cage match? Well, I feel like when it comes to certain gimmick matches or stipulations, there's got to be like a reason behind it for doing it. Now, don't get me wrong, two or three falls matches are fucking awesome. And like I said, there's more wrestling there. I just feel like there's got to be a reason for you doing it. That's true. It did come out of the blue, and I think they have addressed it, so it's not going to be as much of an issue as it has been. And and the whole thing, um, where Rob says, does it seem like a good way to break the action around the adverts? Yeah, but correct. I don't like. I don't. I'm not sure. But when they go to commit, when they go to adverts in America, does it go to a split screen? Only on SmackDown. Right. So for us over here. It goes straight to advert. We see nothing other than maybe like a wee highlight that the commentator might say, oh, during the break, this spot happened. Or so over you, here, we don't see anything. Or if you are watching the product by nefarious means, like some people in this room, uh, it just cuts out the adverts entirely. Yeah. So, that's it. And I know we're, we could... But I could I could talk about the adverts and ratings and everything forever, but not going to. But in terms of like, it does make sense. So suddenly there's a break and fall. Guys are guys or females are lying in the ring for a minute or two. Cut to adverts. That makes sense. It does. But let's say just just to say what I say at the start. For me, when it comes to stipulations and gimmicks and gimmick matches etc., they give me a reason why they're doing this. Fair enough. You know, like I, I'm all for more wrestling, watching more wrestling, but you could simply do a match that lasts 20 minutes without doing two or three falls. Yep. But that was a good question. Um, like I said, I am a big fan of the two or three falls, though. Um, moving on. Got three questions from Mr. It's Ray Cash, Rance Morris himself. Who's the next top face of NXT UK? See, that's a tough one. There are quite a lot of dominant characters in terms. I mean, like physically, um, over no, just overbearing in general. You've had Pete Dunne. I'm not sure what's happening with him. I can't see him being back to the top face status. It looks like we're getting Tyler Bate versus Walter at NXT UK Cardiff. So, no, sorry, on you go, on you go. I was going to tie a question in there, but I'll keep it separate. But on you go, sorry. It looks like it might be Tyler Bate, but um, he's part of a tag team. It's hard to say. It's actually a question I can't answer, Rance. I do apologise. It's just... There are a lot of interesting characters, but a lot of them are. Um, what's the word? F- heels. Heels are tied up, like you say, in a tag ma- in a tag team. I know, but you've um, got Walter and you've got Jordan Devlin. That's the one I was going to say. I think you could turn Devlin if you wanted, but I think he's a great heel, though. Oh, he's a phenomenal heel. I'm going to um, do a swerve and save uh, Piper Niven. I think she could be a, a really good champion. Oh, right, sorry. I was just... I took that as... That's all right. You're just a male. wee bit sexist. It's fine. Um, oh, if, uh, Piper Niven is the one. If we're going to go... If we're breaking it down for female and male, Piper Niven, without a doubt, is the, fe- is the female. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. for me, without a doubt. Tony Stark um, just doesn't do much for me at all. I think she's good. I think she's really good, but the fact that Piper Niven just lives, just comes from down the road from us, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she could easily be. Uh, in terms of the male, it's. Yes. I, I think that's really, really difficult. So many dominant heels. Yes, there is. Um, that says I think Jordan Devlin could. Maybe the only one that comes to my mind, maybe Noam Dar, but I see, I can't see Noam Dar taking down Walter. Um, and Noam Dar's went full heel as well. Yep, taking on Kenny Williams. <laughs> Stuff that Dave Mastiff. <laughs> That's a, honestly, I, that's that's a difficult question. It is. Rans, what's I don't, I don't think there's an answer there. It's when it comes to the mail. What are the other questions that he has? <clears throat> Do you think they need a mid-card title? Yes. I agree. Uh, I was talking to Muzza Murray about a potential Cardiff card and... There are so many people that were left out and I feel as if that's just... I know not everyone can get on the card, but you've got so many, as I say, strong characters there, it would be a shame for some of them to be left out. So I feel as if... I feel as if it's stacked already, the mid-card... The mid... um, Aye, the mid-card scene. And I think a mid-card title would benefit. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. Um... Next one. Okay, this is another pretty good question. Do you think Imperium is too big? The only thing that I'm against about it is that it's upset the balance because you had three kind of four three-man stables. Uh, Dave Mastiff has joined up with The Hunt. You've got Gallus. You have British Strong Style. And you had... Imperium Alexander Wolf's come in and made it a four so it kind of upsets that equilibrium there and I don't know I would say my answer official answer is it's too early to say because it's only been a few weeks and nothing much has happened in the way of furthering Imperium as a as an entity I hope not though my answer is kind of touching on what you said initially how it upset the balance I mean there's a lot of three I mean you could do some sort of crazy war games with 3v3v3v3 three three v three v three uh, it's just who who can possibly dethrone Walter now with these three standing behind him aye it's, um, it's almost too dominating isn't it that's that's what it is it is they're too dominant they're too dominant looking Crazy stuff. Mm. I would I would be more on the yes they are instead of no. Right. I'm, like I said, I'm going to give it some time. But if you need a yes or no right now, I would say I would probably lean more to yes. Mm. Um, like you say, they are they're just they're just too dominant looking at the moment. And I know it's early days in Walter's title reign, early days in Imperium. We get it. Anything can change. Um, that said, they just look a little too dominant looking for my liking. Uh-huh. 
But like I said, you could you could have um, the three of them potential turning on Volter down the line. I think there might be an acquisition soon, actually, because you've got Cassius Ono um, tearing through the mid card, saying he's the best European wrestler on the planet, or whatever he was saying, and he's killed every killed lots of people. Um, so I think that he'll have a match in Cardiff, and it will be a surprise opponent or something, and that person will get the victory over Cassius Ono, and whoever that may be may go on to challenge Walter in the future. For it, maybe take a guess who it might be, or a prediction. I think Pete Dunne by this time next year is in NXT proper. Um, stuff it, Danny Birch. <laughs> I've got nobody. I've got nobody apart from Danny Birch. <laughs> So we're saying someone coming over from NXT or someone just coming? Yeah, I think someone from NXT. Because Lorcan's actually got quite a lot of stuff going on in 205 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't see much of a future going forward for Birch and Lorcan. So I think Lorcan is, do- is I mean, he's getting matches and screen time basically every week now. Uh, Birch. Aye, Birch. I'm not confident on my answer, but there it is. I mean, it would make a little sense. Um, Aye, only a little. I'll admit that. No, like it, for your your thinking behind it, I can't think who could possibly come over. Um, I, I would I would like it to be like a British or a European guy. Of course, but. Obviously, real limited there. I couldn't. I couldn't say. I don't even know who who they're eventually going to get to dethrone Walter. To be honest, maybe someone within the ranks. See, I that's what I'm thinking. Wolf. Mm-hmm. The return. The three of them turn on Walter. I know it's stereotypical, but see Wolf's German suplexes. Oh, beautiful! Ah, he's great. The, he's really good. His his suplexes are tighter than Mike Ashley's purse strings. <laughs> Shout out to Rob. Enjoy Steve Bruce. <laughs> Someone has to. Uh, any more NXT UK questions? I um, let me see. Um, got a couple here from Murray Muzza underscore 44 <clears throat> like none in regards to NXT but here we go after Tony Nice, who does 205 want Gulak to face next oh. let me bear in mind Extreme Rules is in Philadelphia on Sunday. And that's where... Drew, Drew Gulak's from Philly. Yep. And Vince and Creative, etc. do have a kind of a history of have, sometimes having a hometown person lose. It's, it's, it's just too, it's too good. I can't... Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle are fighting at Evolve the night before. I imagine Matt Riddle will win that one 
I'm really excited to see that one actually. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, another story for another day. But I can't see him. It's just it's too early in his reign. It's been a month, and I can't see him upsetting the balance so quickly. I think Drew Gulak's going to go on a tear for a while. Who do I want to see next? Straight up, Chad Gable. Chad Gable has disappeared after his one appearance on 205 Live. I'm not sure if that was just a one-off or he has actually been brought in and there's just not time for him at the moment, but I just want to see Chad Gable and Drew Gulak wrestle right now. Uh, that's that's my answer. Maybe, maybe that's... Um, it's almost that much. Hopefully. One can only hope. What about Oni Larkin? Aye, aye. Yeah, he's come into his own. It took me a long time to get used to him in 205. He just didn't seem comfortable in his own skin whatsoever. But he had a, a sort of coming out party against Devari last night and the six-man tag last week was just pure chaos, organised chaos. Um, so Deva- Lorcan has done well. I'd, he'd be in for a good shout, but they seem to be yeah. doing a, a push for Kareel. They're giving him the hype videos and stuff and... <sighs> not sold on that young chap yet. Yeah, the Gable one. No, I say that'll be good. That should be great. And and we get to see Chad Gable wrestle. <laughs> well, okay. you know, that's been four weeks since. Oh, he's, he's just he's great. Um, another question from Muzzy gave us he gave he asked his phone total. How's the Joe Coffey poem getting on? Oh, getting on should be finished. <laughs> it is finished. Joe uh, Coffey should be the one to defrone Volta. Yes, he should, but they probably won't. Um, Earl Joseph, who art in Glasgow, hallowed be thy beard. <laughs> like. <laughs> Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on the network as it is on Fox. Give us this day our daily square go. Forgive us our marks who stand for heels against us. Lead us not into Edinburgh and deliver us from Ibrox. <laughs> so many people are not going to have a clue what that, any of that means. But for those who do know, they'll love it. Exactly. Shout out to Murray. Murray will get that. Um, right, just specifically for me. What are Ricky's thoughts on seeing Bray's puppets appearing backstage? Um, I think it just means we're one step closer to Bray making his debut again, or reappearance. Mm-hmm. And they've been good um, for the Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a, they're kind of just appearing at random moments, so it's not like a specific looking at one certain wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Just don't mess this up. So all I'm asking, please don't have him come in and lose his first significant feud straight out of the gate. Because that'll be months and months of build, build for no reason. I know. Uh, someone, someone must be fed to Bray when he appears. I do not care who it is. Give, feed someone like No Way Jose. Feed Heath Slater. Allow Bray Wyatt to literally put this person in hospital. I've got one small, <laughs> my word, uh, one small scenario for you to daydream about. Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan go on a tear for a while. They keep the titles for quite some time. Out comes Bray Wyatt. 
say, says I've got some company. And out comes Lucas Jai Harper with him. With his P45? <laughs> his pink slip on a pole. <laughs> oh dear. It's kind of similar to what I like, remember when I was asked to book Bray's return. Mm-hmm. Similar to how I would do it. Um, I told Murray that if they mess this up, I probably would be done with the main roster. And that sounds extreme, but that's just how much of a mark I am for Bray. Um, yeah, I said, it, it, would just, it would just seem like such a waste of time that you've had all these vignettes and all these little things and and how much people are kind of gotten into it and then you don't treat them the way you should treat them when it comes up. I know. I understand your I understand your concerns. Because I don't share them but I understand it. I know I know I understand. Like go back and just listen to some of Bray's initials promos when he was in NXT and when he first came up to the main roster. He his promos were some like stuff I'd never heard before. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't help but like kind of mesmerised and like and and drawn to him. There was there was an aura about him. And then over time that goes because you don't back up your words kind of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm still excited about it. I'm still looking forward to seeing him eventually coming back. Um, still invested in this character. And yeah. the storyline he's got going on. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Ah, definitely. Like I said, I just hope they don't muck it up. Um, What's next? Last question from Muzza. Who do you see Wolfgang facing at Shug's house party? So Wolfgang was supposed to be facing Lionheart at Shug's house party for the ICW title. Obviously, Lionheart's not with us anymore. Mark Dallas has decided that a mystery opponent will face Wolfgang for the vacant title. You've got Rudolf Lightning who has the briefcase at the moment. So he's in with a shout, but he's warring with Dallas at the moment. Um, no clue. Murray was talking about Mikey Whiplash or Chris Renfrew, but they're, they're shots in the dark for me there. As far as I'm aware, Chris Renfrew's fallen out with Dallas. Um, I don't know. Um... I'll go with BT Gun. I have a... Okay. What was your... I name? have a theory. Right. You know, if the kinky party, you know the stipulation, if the kinky party lose, then the kinky party no more. Uh-huh. Now, I'm assuming I can That the ICW title match will be a night two, I'm guessing. Yes. The Kinky House Party match, if it says what night that's going to be on? I can't remember. Because if it's night two, that kind of blows my theory out of the wall. Well, I think, I personally think that Shah Samuels is going to screw Jack Jester and turn heel on him. So, this is my other thing then. Either, I was going to say the Kinky Party, I think they're splitting up. Yeah, right. and it will be Sha Samuels that orchestrates it. Uh, like, and for our American listeners that, or anyone that doesn't follow ICW, remember when Chris, uh, Kevin Owens turned on Chris Jericho? It will be and ten times worse. It was like watching your parents break up, as Clive says, right in front of you. 
it's going to be like this all over again. Yep, uh, it's quite. Uh, it's going to be a bad one to take. That is, it really is. It really is. Um, it's going to be so upsetting when these two break up. So my theory, they win on the Saturday night, save their matches, Kinky Party Stay. And then I think it'll either be one of the two, Josh Samuels or Jack Jester, that take on take on um, Wolfgang as kind of like Lionheart they were close to Lionheart um, and they they want to win it for him good shot but the other one turns mm-hmm. on the other one post match when they're celebrating there's a betrayal afoot I'm telling you I think Jack Jester wins Shas Samuels turns on him or it'll be the other way around I think come Sunday night Kinky Party no more unbelievable two nights of wrestling ahead I'm quite sad I'm not going but looking forward to them I would love to go but I'm not even I'm off that entire week from work and I think we're going away mm-hmm. so yeah, just... I know that's it's the 27th or 28th mm-hmm. I can't even do that anyway I've got a night out on the 27th ever. unless we do it on a Sunday it would last like last year you'll see who knows anyway uh, yeah like I said I think come Sunday night Kinky Party no more and I think one of them will be holding the title but the other one will turn on him right okay it's going to be sad <laughs> they, 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 they brought out the best wrestling t-shirt I've saw in years oh aye I, I know the one you mean it was the two of them just having like a fag in their mouth and they had like a can of tenants in their hands and it was just like it's just them all over. All they like to do is smoke cigarettes, drink beer, and wrestle. That's what they do. Yep. <laughs> it's a sad man. Oh, sad, sad, sad. When that happens. Okay, doc. So we're down to the last few questions, and they come from the one and only Dan Mags and Bags. Shout out to what's Dan. the best? Yep. What's the best rock promo ever? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the one where he asked Mankind to come back <laughs> um, that's too you can't answer that I, 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 well like the rock concerts up there obviously mm-hmm. um, the sit down interview he had with the with the Austin guy before Wrestlemania 17 yep uh, with JR uh, immediating it wasn't a promo as such, but that was some serious shit there, so... The backstage promo you had with Jericho as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my personal favourites, to be honest, is when he first comes across NWO. Um, <laughs> when when Hogan asks him for a, for a photo, um, and he kind of... I enjoyed that promo. Um, I thought it was kind of funny. But that's that, that's difficult to answer. There's just so many. I think from what happened last week, he's he's at the wind up anyway. Probably, probably. Um, like, <laughs> why does WrestleMania 12 suck so bad? Oh, he's at the wind up now, isn't he? Yep. Uh, 
not. <laughs> uh, I'll address you to Rab Ropes, Mister Kirkby, on that one. <clears throat> Oh, he's, he's, he sounds bitter, this he one. He does. <laughs> Aye. Sounds very bitter. Some bitter lemons there. Well, the thing is, Rob was smart about his chosen subject. No, Rab, uh, Darren did study them. He just laughed so hard he forgot to take notes. <laughs> That's true, actually. That's true. Um, And his final question, what does a fig Newton taste like? Oh, I was going to be horrible there. I'll just be it. Uh, defeat. Ooh. That's terrible. That's d- disgraceful behaviour from a quiz master. Apologies, Darren. I'm not sorry. <sighs> you never are. No, I heard his introduction for you on his podcast. Oh, that's right. Uh, the, the work, the brain. The work or the brain, or whatever, the brain behind the Rick and Clive wrestling show. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't the brain, was it? No, Master it wasn't. The what was it? Said the Arguably the talent of the Ricky and Clive show. He did say arguably. To be fair to him, sounds like he wants to argue that you are the, the talent of it. Aesthetically as well, right. Uh, I know, I'm just joking, I've seen myself, it's fine. No, you're a handsome man, but in comparison to me, you know. Any more questions? No. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for contributing to the show tonight. Some good questions and some hard questions and some fun ones. I've got a question for you. Right. Your favourite current brand is? Right now, it's ICW. Uh, it's been on a tear recently there's obviously the emotional connection to it right now but I just think did you sorry did you did you see it from the weekend there the, the, the video the promo video and stuff they've done for Lionheart I have not I'm waiting till there's no one about so I can cry when I watch it like uh, the lefties boots and tights out and the middle of the ring as well aye um, but from just a creative standpoint there's a lot going on all up and down the card, everywhere. Just great stories. The Fight Club episodes have had excellent matches. Um, the King of Honours six-man tag final, I would consider as part of the match of the year contenders. If that was a bit, mo- if that was done by slightly more polished wrestlers, that would not look out of place on like a super episode of NXT or something like that. So, top-notch stuff there. So ICW would be my answer, followed by uh, one of the NXTs. Yeah, mine is NXT UK. Mm-hmm. Oh, aye. I'll, I'll always enjoy UK. The Cardiff takeover, not too long away either. Looking forward to that. Who do you think, what do you think the main event will be? Tyler Bate and Volta. Or Trent Seven and Volta. Just based he's off just, last he's week. Got, he's, got, uh, he's going to run through BSS. Yeah, they'll attack Trent Seven this week. I've not watched this week, but I can't wait because it's Gallus versus Mastiff in the Hunt. Oh, oh. That is... Uh, 
That's just going to be six bears. <laughs> I know, it's an actual bear thing. Thumping at each other. Can't wait. Uh, Tyler Bate. And I think he's got it in him from a wrestling standpoint to beat Volta. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't... Like I said, I don't see Volta losing the title. Not yet, for a though. while. Not for a while. No. It's going to be a, a rather dominant reign. Um... Yeah, yeah. So like I said, I'll watch. I'll watch it tomorrow. It's, won't have enough time to watch it tonight. Aye, right, same here. So, would you want to do the quiz then? Yeah, let's do it. Before the quiz, I have the names of four people with a number next to them: Joshua from Keeping It Strong Style, um, Rance from Outsiders Edge, Sir Sam from Lords of Pain, and Rab Ropes from. Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> so, pick a number between one and four. Three. That is Rab Ropes. Right, so Rab Ropes is the first person to be called and he will face... Yes, home, home, home field advantage. Yep, it's a home tie for Rab Ropes. That's his number two. That's Rance. So it's uh, Rance versus Rob. In the first, maybe not the first semi final, just depends on availability. And the other semi final will be Josh versus Sir Sam. There'll be a few New Japan questions for that one, I am sure. Oh, that will be interesting. I know, <laughs> I will be thinking of some good questions for that one. We, we, we'll need to, we'll need to. Josh's knowledge is excellent, and Sir Sam showed in his, yeah. in his match up with him. That he knows his stuff as oh, well. Yes. So, gentlemen, be bold. The only, I suppose, the only. We just got to now make sure that that um, we don't repeat questions. Sorry, I've got them all. I've still got them all. Yeah, yeah, so do I. Shout out to Google Docs. Um, so, gentlemen, we will be in touch with you in the fullness of time to organise dates, times, slots, chosen subjects, and all that stuff. And we'll get an episode recorded ASAP. So, quiz time. Yes. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. What have you got for us this week, then, Mister Ricky? Well, since we have extreme rules. Which, folks, despite some it may sound as being negative, I am looking forward to it. Uh, we'll have an extreme rules slash hardcore slash whatever gimmicky type quiz. Question <coughs> number one. <coughs> At Extreme Rules 2014, Daniel Bryan defeated who to retain the WWE World Heavyweight title? The big, the big um, far right machine, Glenn Jacobs. Incorrect. It was corporate Kane. Oh come on, son. Okay. Same pay per view. What was the stipulation for the Bray Wyatt and John Cena match? Last man standing. Steel cage. Oh, that was the next pay per view, wasn't it? Yep. The twenty nineteen. Elimination Chamber event takes place where? <laughs> oh, they hit the answer for this. 
Um, Wells Fargo. No, yeah, I was just I was just looking for Philly, Philadelphia. Question number four: The Rock versus Mick Foley, the I Quit match, took place at which event? Valentine's Day Massacre. The Royal Rumble. Oh, sugar. At the 2015 event, Elimination Chamber, Elimination Chamber, <laughs> Extreme Rules, what were the two, so Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins took place in a cage match, but what were the other two stipulations in the match? Kane couldn't enter or something, and the RKO was banned. I'm not sure on the first one, but the RKO was definitely banned. I'll give you it. Kane was like the gate slash timekeeper thing, or the mm. gatekeeper. Quite literally. So I'll give you it. Awful match. So many of you had, right? One, two, three. Three out of five, right? <clears throat> At the 2010 event, what was the stipulation between CM Punk and Rey Mysterio? If it was hair versus mask? It was just a hair match. Oh, right, okay. But I'll give you it. The 2017... Um, why do I keep saying Chamber? Extreme Rules. Was this a Raw or a Smackdown pay-per-view? 2017, that would have been a Smackdown pay-per-view. Raw. What? Okie doke. Oh, it, now, uh, it was just, just after the... Are you sure about that? Yes. Definitely. Okay. I had to get this question in, referencing this title. The youngest ever winner of the Hardcore Championship is... Mm. Oh dear. I'm going to say Sean O'Hare. Is <laughs> <laughs> incorrect? What's uh, Crash Holly? Is incorrect? No clue. Right, I'll need to give you some clues, right? Right. He. He was in Tough Enough. Maven. Nope. Jamie Noble. Nope. Pass. Christopher Nowitzki. Oh my god. <laughs> Rest in peace. I don't know if he's dead. No, I don't think he is. The earth makes you think he's dead. <laughs> it felt like the right time. <laughs> well, he was only in WWE for like a few years. Um, question number nine. Rob Van Dam beat who to win a hardcore title and be the last ever title holder? Jeffrey Hardy. No, that's wrong. Thomas Dreamer. Correct. 
do you also know? I do. Um, how many days he held it for before it was like unified or scrapped? Uh, it was zero. It was like part of the match. He wasn't a hardcore champ. Is that your final answer? Yes. That answer is correct. I know. Right. Last question. It's a humdinger. (laughs) How many total title reigns were there? Reference a hardcore title here. How many different total different title reigns? So you have a multiple choice. What's the question? How many How many title reigns were there in total? For what? For the hardcore title. Right, okay. This is a multiple choice, multiple choice. Okay. 240, 245, or 250? My answer was... Now, before you answer it, this is like multiple, so... You know, crash went about a hundred times. I know. So, uh, my answer was going to be three seven four. So I'm going to go for the closest one of two hundred and fifty. The answer is two hundred and forty. Ah, oh, that's annoying. which it still seems very low. Not too low. I know, but when you consider like I know, but it like, used to change hands at about ten times in one match. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm surprised it's slow. It's I thought it'd be much higher than that. It's not that low a number. <laughs> I know, but I just because like he says, it did change times like ten times in a match, and it was it went on for a good a good while. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so you scored. Let me see. One. Two, three, four, five. Five out of ten. Terrible. It was average. It was average. Um, Although the, the Christopher Nowinski question, that's, that was kind of tough. It was. Tough to remember him. Rest in peace again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, in which you have other podcasts such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Us and Get In The Ring, NXT Then Now Forever on hiatus at the moment. Is that right? I've not saw an episode um, been released in in a few weeks. And of course, all things elite who will no doubt be doing some. Um, oh, what's this one called? What's the, the fighter fest? Fight for the fallen. They'll be doing right. some fight for the fallen preview for you this Saturday. Um, go to the podcast app of your choice and stick in a nice big fat five stars for us. That gets all the algorithms just up, and more people can hear us. The socialsuplex.com has the podcast as well as the columns that we put out. The powerslam.tv, if you put in the promo code social suplex, you can get over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling for free for a month from around the world. P- 
ProWrestlingTees.net has our t-shirts if you put sets up for us for Social Suplex. The Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group is where you can find us all and we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Anything you want to say before we go? Um, no. No. Look forward to getting these quiz episodes done. Yeah, we'll, we'll make that priority. Uh, and I'm looking forward to Extreme Rules. Hope everyone else is looking forward to it. Uh, I'm also looking forward to Drew Gulak versus Matt Riddle on Evolve on Saturday night. Did you know? Do you know what Matt Riddle uses to fight ghosts? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Right. Okay. As long as you know. Thanks for listening, yep. everyone. See Bye. you later. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.